And the Oscar goes to Parasite. Welcome to another edition of the Music City Drive-In. I am your host, Ricky Blair. On today's episode, we are going to tackle the Oscars and about as loud as that auditorium got Jacob is about as loud as I was in my bedroom last night when they announced Parasite. I could not for the life of me believe it actually happened, my man. How are you today, sir? I'm good. We uh, we finally got an international film to win. Um, you know, it's like I was telling Ricky last night. It's it's so huge just for cinema in general because, I mean, the Oscars they mean so much to people who don't watch films, and so hopefully this is one thing that kind of helps build and helps show people that there's a whole kind of world of film out there. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm I'm not too upset about the awards last night. I'm actually pretty excited to get in and talk about them. I am as well. It was pretty fun, again, live tweeting them. Um, before we dive into them real quick, I, I will say I tweeted it out, I think, this morning. But um, it's been really exciting and really different this year. You know, I've liked the Oscars my entire life. I've made my predictions every year since I can remember. But actually covering the Oscars, covering this award season and doing it with you has been a real true joy because... It adds an extra element of what we're trying to do, but it adds that extra element of, like, it's not even about being right or wrong. It's just about the joy that went into the whole entire process. It was stressful. It was demanding. It was all the above. But at the end of the day, on Sunday night, watching the Oscars and understanding that this uh, award season was coming to a close was very fruitful and very, um, very amazing to kind of just get that sigh of relief and just say you know what this has been a great award season you know jacob no yeah i completely agree i mean you know we started this just a few months ago uh basically to cover the award season and uh you know we this we're gearing into our first actual year of covering the award season um i'm already working on my way too early and uneducated 2021 predictions um but yeah i mean covering the award season with ricky has been it's been incredible it's been such a fun uh, you know event it's something i've always wanted to do i mean i love the award season i love the oscars i've always watched them and uh you know just actually having having more put into it uh, you know, like he said, it's super stressful. I mean, I I was stressed out more last night watching the Oscars than I've ever been in my entire life. And basically all the winners were given. Um, but it's been the most fun I've had covering it. I'm excited to get to an entire year of doing it. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, the, we, we came in, I think it was in, in September or so, and we kind of just winged it and we kind of skirted through this award season. But it is a lot of fun talking about it now and, and kind of diving into it. And this is kind of our homage, you know, homage here, whatever you want to say, towards the end of this season. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into uh, the winners from last night's Oscars. All right, folks, we are going to talk about these in order of how they were announced last night. Obviously kicking off with easily the most predictive award of the night, and that was the Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Brad Pitt. 
and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There's not really much to say. This has been a shoe, and I, I think he's swept literally every single award of the award season, and deservingly so. And and it's awesome to to say that Brad Pitt is an Oscar-winning actor now. Right, Jacob? Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, you know, supporting actors with this year was stronger than uh, maybe stronger than I've ever seen. I mean, there were so many people who didn't even get a nomination that could have won in any other year. And Brad Pitt just swept through this entire season like it was nothing. Um, you know, is this whole season he he'd been giving funny, you know, res- responses and speeches, and he saved his most heartfelt speech for the Oscars. I think he knew he was going to get it, and. You know, it's his the final line of his speech, man. That was just something else. I'm, I'm so excited for him. I'm so excited he got to get up, get his award, and then spend the rest of the day just kind of basking in that glory. I agree a hundred percent. And transitioning into best animated animated feature film, I was highly disappointed in Toy Story Four winning. Look, I love Toy Story Four. I thought Toy Story Four was phenomenal. I am a big Toy Story guy. That is my franchise, but. I really just was hoping that the Oscars were going to go with Claws, I Lost My Body, or anything other than the Disney franchise, but I, I'm, I'm not mad about it, but I, I'm a little disappointed in it. What about you, bud? Yeah, no, this one this one is really disappointing for me. Um, you know, Toy Story 4, the epilogue, uh, it won. You know, it's – I was hoping – Look, I love the Toy Story franchise, but for me personally, Toy Story 4 was such a step back from Toy Story 3, which was peak, stop here, be done of the franchise. And, um, you know, like you said, there's so much good original animated content that really started making its way at the end of the year. I mean, Missing Link winning uh, the Golden Globe, Klaus wanting a bunch of stuff. I still haven't even seen Klaus. I need to. Um, you know, I lost my body, which is, you know, if it wasn't for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I lost my body is one of the best animated feature films of the past five to ten years. Um, you know, so it was very disappointing uh, to kind of see that light go back to Disney when it easily could have gone to one of these more independent you know really original content but it's toy story it's it's hard to bet against toy story um i did and this was the one where it really hurt that you know i just didn't go with the safe bet i agree as well and that transitioning into uh best animated short film which was hair love i love the story behind this uh this uh, movie as a collective whole it started as a kickstarter now it's an oscar winner that's pretty phenomenal and then i think it transitions into what i think was the start of the the bong hive night the parasite oscar and that was the best original screenplay going to bong joon ho and han jin won for parasite that to me was this was telling in my opinion, it, it was the first side that says, oh my god, they're they're taking Parasite a lot more serious than we thought they were going to. Because a lot of people pegged up until the Oscars, oh, it's just going to win just international film. If it wins international film, it's not going to win any other awards. It's not going to win screenplay. Tarantino's got that locked, etc., etc. But to see, to see them win this award, it was the start of just a monumentum night of awards. 
Jacob, what were your thoughts about this first award going to Parasite? Uh, I thought, you know, I thought Parasite had uh, taking Honey Boy out of the race. I thought of the five nominations, Parasite had the best, the best, best original screenplay of the year. Um, you know, this this whole story, everything that Bong Joon-ho tried to get across, uh, the whole dynamic between upper and lower classes, I thought, you know, I I personally thought Once Upon a Time was a shoe in to win this. I thought Quentin Tarantino was not pandering, but he was reaching for the Academy audience with doing an old Hollywood film. Um, but it seemed like people liked that more in something else than this one. But I'm glad, and I agree. I do think this is the first one where it's kind of, oh, you know, Parasite's starting to pick up a little bit of momentum. Um, I'm glad Bong got up there and got this award. Uh, I mean, just the writing, everything about this whole screenplay was just perfectly, perfectly formed. I agree 100%. That's a transition into a best adapted screenplay. Uh, what to for Jojo Rabbit. I'll tell you what, this was one of those late runs that was made towards the end because this is another one that kind of everybody had circled Greta down for and at the end of the day you know we saw you know Jojo take the take the cake and it wasn't very surprising I you know we have a difference of opinion on this movie but for me I personally loved Jojo Rabbit but um I'm very happy at one very 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 happy at one what about you uh, for how perfect the Parasite screenplay win was, Jojo Rabbit, the screenplay win was a lot like the movie and just underwhelming. But <laughs> to be honest, a lot of the adapted screenplays, um, you know, everyone knew Taika Waititi was going to win. I'm glad Taika Waititi won. Um, I like Taika Waititi as a person. The film, you know, the film just wasn't for me. It wasn't anything that had to do with the portrayal of hitler or the nazis it's for me the jokes didn't land uh i didn't find it all that humorous um it just the film just didn't strike that chord with me like i was hoping it would um you know i'm glad what td won i wish it would have been for maybe for something better um i'm upset gretel didn't win but with Greta losing adapted screenplay and Noah losing original screenplay this gears them up to both win best original screenplay for Barbie in the 2022 Oscars and I am really looking forward to that oh my god uh, all right so next we had best I'm, live I'm, a, I'm Barbie hive Be next we have best live action short film the neighbors win uh, window one best costume design little women one Best Production Design, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then Best Documentary Feature, American Factory. Best Documentary Short Subject, Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone if you're a girl. And um, any thoughts on any of those real quick, Jacob? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I thought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was going to win. I didn't have them winning for me. Um, you know, they did a lot to recreate that old Hollywood. Um, but I think what 1917 did, all the trenches, I mean, they, they dug out all of those trenches. They dug out all the barricades. They put all the beds, everything in there, the whole cities, houses, everything had to be built from the ground up. Um, 
And so I thought 1917 deserved it, but you know, once upon a time in Hollywood winning, it. I think it was one of it was really the only award that wasn't a given that won, and it makes sense. Um, best costume design. Uh, you know, they love old stuff. I'm just glad it wasn't Downton Abbey, because um, for a long time it seemed like it was gonna be Downton Abbey. Um, you know, I didn't. I never saw American Factory. I still think Apollo 11 should have been in there and won, but nope. So be it. American, American um, Factory was my top. And yeah, that's all I have for those few. My American Factory has been my top rated documentary I saw last year. It's one of the best that I've ever. It was just a fantastically filmed documentary and understanding. Um, I saw that they had some like two hundred hours. Uh, footage that they that, that that they had to edit down and make into a film, which I think is another astounding uh, feat in itself. Um, best actress in a supporting role, Laura Dern. I was hoping Scar Joe would win for JoJo. It didn't happen. It is what it is. Not really much. Not much of a surprise there. Best sound editing went to Ford versus Ferrari. Best sound mixing went to 1917. Best film editing went to Ford versus Ferrari. And Jacob. Um, I think to me, the film editing, I know you hit the nail on the head on that one, but for me, it's like between the film editing, the sound editing, I was kind of surprised that Ford versus Ferrari got the love that it did. It's not that it's, it just wasn't, um, I don't know, I guess if it was any other year, I think Ford versus Ferrari might have been talked about a little bit more. Maybe if 1917 wasn't in the picture, I think Ford versus Ferrari might have gotten a little bit more love than it did. But I love Ford vs. Ferrari. I think it's a phenomenal film. I, I, I only saw it the one time. I, I can't wait to re, kind of revisit it again. But, um, you know, it's a fantastic film. I mean, and you're right. The editing of the film was phenomenal and stuff like that. So any thoughts on those uh, three awards? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy seeing a lot of people always say you know and i saw a tweet i think uh, i can't remember who tweeted but they always say you know sound editing always goes to war films and it seems like the past few times the war films have won mixing and not editing which the sound editing was interesting to me um you know i really thought 1917 should have won that one um but the film editing guys look i love parasite um i think parasite had great editing um i think to me, a lot of Parasite's editing was built into the screenplay, and a lot of them are screenplay moments that weren't editing choices. And honestly, if you don't think Ford vs. Ferrari should have won film editing out of that group, then you probably didn't see Ford vs. Ferrari. Um, the whole ability to you know, get us into the race and get us out of the race while not you know, you you look at the moments where they weren't racing, and they still are high speed, you know, high cut, like high action moments. You don't go from going 200 miles an hour to going to Carol Shelby, and you're just kind of bored for the 30, 45 seconds until you go back to the race. You're not getting that disorientation of going back and forth. You're constantly like flowing throughout the entire film. So, I mean... Ford vs. Ferrari had one of the top three probably film editings of the year, in my opinion. Um, it definitely deserved the award at one. 
And then Laura Dern and Marriage Story, you know, I agree. Scarlett Johansson was probably the best. Well, she wasn't probably. She was the best part of Jojo Rabbit. But Laura Dern and Marriage Story, I mean, this one was a given as well. Uh, she had been eating up the awards race so far. And, uh, you know, Laura Dern, she hasn't won yet. She got hers. Congrats. It was the only win Marriage Story had all night. So I am, you know, a-okay with it. I'm completely fine with her getting that win. Um, but, yeah, other than that, you know, pretty straightforward uh, what you thought. I do like about 1917, though. Um, you know, 1917 was always pegged as kind of a technical achievement above anything else. And I do think if that film doesn't come out this year, I think Ford vs. Ferrari actually gets a huge push and probably is in 1917's spot when you talk about – you know, director, um, everything like that, you know, picture, I think uh, Ford vs. Ferrari is pushed more into the forefront, but I just think 1917 was the better technical achievement, and that is why it got more of the, you know, best picture, best director love. Next of the categories we're going to talk about is cinematography, uh, Roger Deakins for 1971, um, best visual effects, um, 1917 won that as well, and then best makeup and hair styling was for Bombshell. I I think actually I was three for three on all three of these. Um, three very deserving award winners. Um, Deacon's work on 1917. I know that it it was hilarious to hear that he had been nominated 15 times. Um, to be that good at your craft, uh, it's crazy that it was only his second victory, but. To be that good at your craft, to be nominated 15 times for something uh, at the most prestigious, you know, award show of them all is pretty crazy to think about. But um, FX, uh, I went last minute 1917 like you did as well, and it obviously ended up paying off. And then uh, makeup and hairstyle. Bombshell's been a shoe-in since I think the commercial ran. So what are your thoughts, Jacob? Yeah, no, I agree. Um Personally, I think 1917 had the best makeup of the year. Uh, um, I mean, they they got they got PETA to try to ban the film because they actually thought they were showcasing dead horses on the screen. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, but uh, no, like you said, um, the cinematography, Roger Deakins, you know, he's two of fifteen which is crazy to have 15 nominations in general, but um, this one was such a given. This and Parasite were the two, you know, I put um, on my last, like, final predictions, I put there was no chance for a potential spoiler. I mean, this was their award. They were running away with it no matter what. Um, and then visual effects, you know, I switched and I went 1917 last second, um, you know, I think Avengers could have gotten it. I think they, Avengers probably should have gotten it. But 1917, you know, there's so much. When you actually look at what they did effects-wise, there's so much behind that film that um, helped make it such a great film. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, I, I can't be mad about that. And then this is where, uh, you know, the next three here um, best international feature film. It was going to be Parasite, no matter what. Period. End of story. No real surprise there. Best original score. The best score of the entire year won the correct score. One. Can't wait for you to disagree on me on that one. Best original song. Uh, Elton John. Um, 
Elton John for, uh, you know, Bernie Tappan for I'm Gonna Love Me Again. Before I touch on anything else, the fact that they didn't have Egerton on the stage to perform with Elton John was one of the biggest disappointments of the entire night for me. I was shocked and maybe they you know maybe they didn't because he wasn't nominated or whatever but there was a lot of people that weren't nominated that had something to do with the show and this one for me was a little bit disappointing for the fact that he wasn't there uh, to perform the song because he was Elton John in this film I understand you know Elton John wrote the song etc 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 but yes I just I'm, I'm dumbfounded on, on that one um Jacob, your thoughts? International feature, obviously there was no real surprise there. Score, we'll argue until we're both dead on that one if you want to. Um, you know, I loved I loved the score from Joker, but 1917 was just such a grand... You know, you talked with Roger Deakins about being nominated 15 times. Thomas Newman's been nominated 15 times, and he's never won. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad. I'm upset, but... You know, it is what it is, and I'll still be walking to class listening to 1600 men's in England and, you know, racing to class, try to race around campus and run around everywhere. And, you know, it is, that's it. Uh, you know, Hilder was the first woman to ever win, so that's good for her. And then, you know, best original song, people were thinking at the last second, you know, what if Cynthia Rivo wins? What if, you know, whoever wins? Elton John wasn't going to lose this award. This is the first time he and Bernie have both won, you know, this award together. It was a film about Elton John. I agree. Not having Egerton on was kind of weird because didn't they announce him at the beginning as someone who was going to perform with Elton John? I thought they um, did well. I, yeah, so not having him on was really strange, and I don't, I don't know why, but, yeah, I mean, these three, you know, they were givens. I went... I went Thomas Newman and score. I knew I shouldn't have. Um, but, yeah, these three were givens. Just no question. Uh, I'm going to save one for in a minute. But best actor in a leading role, best actress in a leading role, no surprise here. I am highly disappointed in the actress one. Um, I mean, we knew who was going to win. I picked them both. It was a shoe-in. Phoenix's speech was phenomenal. Um the transformation of Phoenix as a person over this award season has been phenomenal. Um, I've really, really enjoyed watching his speeches as each one has gotten better and better. And um, what he said there at the end, and I'll repeat a word, when we help each other grow, when we educate each other, when we guide each other toward redemption, that is the best of humanity. And, and, and what he said throughout that entire speech was just... It was it was beautiful. It was it was it was amazing, and I, I really enjoyed it. And then you had Renee Zellweger that just whatever. Right, that's all I've really got to say about that, Jacob. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I think with with all these people basically knowing they were going to win, um, I think they really kind of took time into their speeches. Uh, you know, Brad Pitt gave a great speech. Laura Dern gave a great speech. Joaquin Phoenix gave a great speech. Renelle Zellweger talked for about 15 minutes when she was only allowed 45 seconds. So, um, you know, I, these were all givens. Um, most of them were great. I still haven't seen Judy. I probably don't want to see Judy, but, um, 
you know, you, you knew she was going to win. There was no other way around it. So we come down to the two big ones, the two obviously biggest surprises of the night for sure. I mean, at any point in time, there's a lot of people that Bong, uh, said that Bong could win Best Director, and then there was a lot of people that thought Parasite would win Best Picture. But nobody in this world believed that they would actually pull the trigger, I don't believe. Um, it, was a, it was a historical night, you know? When you have, in my opinion, you have the queen, clean sweep of the, of the two big categories. And leading up to it, 1917 had been winning everything. And, and it really seemed like 1917 was going to head that way or that we were going to at least see a split here between the two. Um, that's all you ever hear about. And I think this is the one year that kind of debunked that is like, they like to spread the love. They like to spread the love. And it's like, do they really? Like, yeah, they do sometimes. You know what I mean? They might spread it here and there. But I think the best film should win the best films. You know what I mean? And to me personally, I know Jacob doesn't agree, Parasite's a masterpiece. Parasite's one of the best movies that I have ever seen in person. Ever seen not in person. I watched this film on Saturday, and I had it playing in the background, and it was met, it was just insane to the fact that I knew exactly what was going on, and I wasn't even 100% watching the, the entire movie. I'm happy the film won. That's why we opened the show with it. That it won. I'm just very, very happy. The back, the screen, the screensaver on my, on my MacBook now is Bong holding up all of his Oscars. I'm just elated. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording and hosting and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if all if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. It right now, Jacob. What were your thoughts on it, Jacob? Um, you know, Ricky said we dis- I I do not disagree that Parasite's a masterpiece. I think Parasite is one of the you know, one of the best films of the past decade for sure. My whole thing is I thought the whole time Parasite was gonna win picture, but it was gonna lose director and it look, I'm not mad Bong Joon Ho won director. You know, it, he won I'm happy for him. He deserves best directing. But the thing is, none of these directors who were nominated could do what Sam Mendes did in 1917. None of them would want to do what Sam Mendes did in 1917. Very few people would attempt that kind of spectacle filmmaking and even less would pull it off like he did. Um, you know, they, they pulled the trigger with Parasite, which is fine, but... I think when it comes to directing, I think the best directed film of the year was 1917, top to bottom. Everything he did, um, making turning it into a one-shot film. I mean, it's it was so it was ambitious in the right and the good way, and it was something that should have. I mean, this is only the second time ever that. A director has won with only winning the Critics' Choice Award. Him and Steven Soderbergh uh, stand alone. And, um, you know, with directing, 
Sam Mendes, I mean, he's won already once, but I think, you know, this is, it's one of the best direction I've ever seen in a film ever. Um, now going on with picture, you know, the picture that was honestly incredible being the best foreign or being the first foreign film to ever win best picture. Um, it's such a monumental moment for just film in general, for film, for world cinema, for, um, for the Oscars. I just hope it's not a, you know, look, we, gave best picture to a foreign film now let's give it to these films for the next 20 years and then finally give it to another foreign film you know if, i i agree let let the best picture of the year win the oscar parasite was one of the top pictures of the year it won the oscar if there's another best picture of the year let it win the oscar um i just hope we kind of build off of this leading forward yeah, I agree 100%, except for the part where you said that it was a better directed film. Because you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. But I'm okay. I with, guarantee I'm, you, I'm Bong okay. Ho would never want to do a one-shot film like that. I, I guarantee, guarantee you, it, it does it, not matter, because he lost, and I'm very happy about it. And Bong's movie, the direction in it is mesmerizing. And again, when I watched it the other night... It is. It is. And I'm not, I'm not saying it isn't. I understand. But, but what Sam Mendes did... I disagree. That is what was so impressive. I disagree. I, I just... To me personally, and, and it'll be the perfect segue here to reveal our... What we're going to do is we're going to give our top 10 uh, movies of the best pictures that have actually won the award... And, Jacob, I'm going to let you kick it off with your 10 through 6. Okay, one second. My whole laptop just screwed up, and I did. Okay, found it. Um, so my number 10 is actually a, like, non-applicable NA. Uh, it's The Artist. I haven't seen it. Um, I need to get around to seeing it. You know, from what I've heard, it might still be in this spot at number 10. Um but going off the ones I have seen, my number nine is Green Book. Um, should have been Roma's award. If Roma had won it, that would have been my number one. Um, King's Speech is number eight. That should have been The Social Networks. Uh, the number seven is when we start getting into films that I was okay with winning it. Um, number seven is Argo. And number six is Spotlight. I got number 10, The Artist. Uh, number nine is The Shape of Water. Um, number eight, King's Speech. Number seven, Spotlight. And number six, Moonlight. It's a lot of lights going on right there. <laughs> that was such a bad joke. What is your five through one? Um, so my number five is actually Parasite. Um, it's, I do think it's one of the top ten films of the last decade. I think it's a incredible film it's a great best picture winner um and yeah i've got it in it in my number five there's not really much more i can say about it what's your number four through four through one? Oh, you want me to do okay yeah um the number four is the shape of water um beautiful film trash uh love story guillermo del toro just perfectly encapsulates the film um i mean top to bottom the performances richard jenkins gives an incredible performance sally field gives an incredible performance octavia spencer gives an incredible performance i mean all around the board it's such a beautiful such a wonderful film um my number three is moonlight um this is one that 
you know and this is this is something that kind of the oscars are so big for is i only really watched moonlight because i knew that it beat la la land and i was so glad i saw it it still has one of my favorite um you know long take scenes in film history when he uh goes in with the in this uh into the school with the chair and you know kind of attacks the bully who's been guy who's been bullying him whatever uh i can't talk right now um my number two is 12 years a slave just incredible film um such a powerful film i had to watch it again all right watched it again I had to watch it for class last semester and it just such a moving um incredible performance from edgy four uh you know you had lupita nyong'o winning her oscar michael fassbender was haunting and incredible i mean just top to bottom such a moving perfect film from uh steve mcqueen and then my number one is birdman it's one of the best movies i've ever seen it's you know this what 1917 did one shot but it tried to make it one shot this one really did make it sort of like a one take quote unquote gimmick but it was in such a closed off space it was so claustrophobic and it was you know this was the return of michael keaton and it really was like the showcase of what a good dramatic actor michael keaton was i mean he should have won the oscar for this um you know emma stone was incredible in it um zach galifianakis was incredible in it edward norton was incredible in it uh the whole film i mean it's one of the most self-aware films i've ever seen really in my entire life i mean it's just a perfect perfect film top to bottom the storytelling the directing everything my number five is your number one birdman number four i don't know why i wrote it down like this i wrote green box but green book will work um number three i've got argo number two i've got 12 years a slave and then number one i've got parasite um i think outside of king's speech and shapes of junk and the artist i I really look i i have been known to be a la la land lover and i am and and i'm not i'm not mad at all that moonlight won best picture moonlight is a phenomenal film ranking i would say three through seven was very hard for me like i could interchange every single one of spotlight moonlight green book argo and birdman and be just okay with the rankings changing um i think all those films are phenomenal um spotlight to me like i felt like i really wanted to put it higher but i couldn't find a reason to put it higher um there's so many great films in this list and then you know 12 years a slave to me just stands out obviously if 1917 would have won last night 12 years a slave would have been hands down my number one uh but it didn't so parasites easily my number one uh parasite is probably if i made a list right now of my top five favorite movies of all time i think parasite would make the list this movie is going to have a lasting impression on me for probably the rest of my life but i i dig i dig i dig your rankings outside of of that shape of water movie which i have talked about on the show and on twitter how i might go back and give it another try when hell freezes over 
But, folks, do us a favor and <laughs> give my partner over here a follow on Twitter at MCDI underscore Jacob. Give the show a follow at MCDI pod. And then give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. And drive safe. <laughs>